Hello, everybody, and welcome. Welcome to the Words, Women, and Wisdom radio show, streaming bi-weekly, um, talking to women globally who are typically rising from tragedy to triumph and are now out in the world doing amazing work, work that is impactful, work that touches lives. And my guest today, Lisa Reed, is certainly one of those people, touching lives in a big way. Delighted to have you join me, Lisa. Good morning. Good morning, Yvonne. So excited to share this time with you. Excellent. So this is streaming from, I'm based in Calgary, Alberta, at the base of the Rocky Mountains, north of Montana. And where are you coming in from, Lisa? I'm coming from sunny Orange County, California. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's snowy up here. <laughs> so the purpose for this show is to showcase the power of words, the power of women's resilience, and what can be achieved when we focus not only on entrepreneurial work that is about making a great living, but also having a great impact, as I mentioned, touching lives, touching communities. Typically, my guests are women entrepreneurs, as I am, working in the self-development industry for a number of years, and then working personally as an executive coach to women entrepreneurs for the last 14 years. So my passion is women entrepreneurs who are seeking to flourish. So I want you to grab your pen and paper because as we go through, there are gonna be some lessons learned. If you're not currently a speaker in particular, this is gonna be an interesting show for you because we're gonna talk about this topic of getting paid speaking gigs. In fact, we actually titled this show, Make Your Impact, through the power of public speaking. And then I added to it and I just said, get booked. <laughs> that's, that's what we're going to be talking about today. So you want to make some notes. And mostly at the end of the show, my guest and I offer a free gift. So you want to pay attention, have your pen and paper ready so that you can also take full advantage of those gifts. So my guest, Lisa, Lisa Reed, um, her bio um, this is always interesting when I'm reading through these. Maybe you do want to be a speaker, but you're not sure how or where to find gigs or how to offer your services, especially if you're offering them from stage. So Lisa, as the founder of Get Speaking Gigs Now, that's a very apt title. She mentors professionals who want to use speaking to grow their business. Clients who work with her are those who are building their speaking skills and their confidence. So we both work in the area of confidence. Lisa working through uh, the Speakers Training Academy. And when they get booked, her speakers are also learning how to stay booked, stay booked as speakers through easy to implement strategies. Now, why is she doing this? Well, she was a speaker herself and successfully booked and implemented, sorry, booked and delivered over 600 speaking engagements. So she knows her stuff. In her book, Get Speaking Gigs Now, she also shares seven steps. This is her seven-step system to getting booked, staying booked, and attracting your ideal clients through speaking. So I am excited that um, Lisa is able to join me because those are um, the clients who she wants to you know, expand and work with. And you may be listening to this saying, wow, 2023 is my year for more speaking. So get your talk ready to rock. That's one of the uh, signature programs that Lisa has through her Speakers Training Academy. So today we're going to be talking about those expert strategies that you need to know to build your business through speaking. 
So welcome, welcome Lisa. So glad you could join me. Thank you. Yeah, very excited to talk all things speaking and life in general. You know, it's not always that easy, breezy path. It seems like it sometimes when we look at other person, another person's journey, we think, oh, well, they're lucky or they, they're different than me. They, they never had any struggles. <laughs> I know we're going to dig into that today because, uh, yes. you know, there's always, there's always obstacles to get to your, your goal. Yeah. I was talking with uh, a client this week. I won't share any names, but you know, when you look at the world of, you know, Instagram and Facebook, very often it looks like, you know, there's lots of people who have perfect lives. Well, let me tell you, it's not. Um, And so, you know, this past few weeks for me in particular, it's been some interesting challenges. It feels a bit like getting thrown into the washing machine and I'm still going around. (laughs) So eventually I'll get to the spin dry cycle. So for now, this show is going to showcase the strategies that you might want to consider, as I said, as you're looking at your 2023 strategy. So I'd like to hear the story, Lisa. How did you get into doing this work? Why are you so passionate about it? Well, I'll start with why I'm passionate about it. And I don't know if you share the same mission or I think a similar mission, but I've always wanted to, everything I do, every action I take in terms of my business is meant to raise the higher consciousness of our planet, right? So that's like the big global reason why I do what I do. Yeah. How I think people can do that, all of us, is, you know, really tap into the gifts that you have. So I tap into the gift that I have. And then you give that gift to other people. And then that in turn raises the higher consciousness. So now finding your gift, knowing what your gift is, sounds simple, but eh, not always, right? And so that's (laughs) part of my work too. Yeah, yeah, it's like reverse engineering. So it's like, well, now I have the answer or one of the answers. I'm sure we, we have multiple gifts, I think, but Back, back, back in the day, I I was hired to uh, be a speaker for a personal development company, and I was already madly in love with the work. So it was an easy, breezy yes for me because I thought, oh, I I already know how effective this work can be. I would yell from the rooftops for everyone to get involved in any kind of personal development. Like you can literally change your life in so many ways. You have no idea. Oh my gosh, please, please, please. So. I, my first year working for the company, they said, well, you know, go out and teach people about mindset and deliver this presentation. Here we, you have it, here we go. You have this presentation already all created for you. Just, you have the program, what what you're selling, the workshops there, go sell it as a speaker. And I'm like, okay. So the first year I booked 83 speaking engagements in my local area and I filled up their workshops for the year. Great. And I didn't think that's anything special. I'm doing my job. I'm, this is what I was hired to do. I'm going to go do it. Well, the feedback I got from the world was, whoa, you're everywhere. <laughs> what are you doing? Are you bribing people? Like, how did you get on that stage? How did you get on that stage? And so I, I, for a while, Yvonne, I was not open to sharing how I did it because I just was really focused on my other thing. It wasn't that I didn't want to help people. I just it was kind of going to take me off my lane. But after multiple, multiple people are asking me for help, I realized, oh, you know, this is where that gift starts to feel like, wait a second, maybe it's not as easy as I thought, or maybe 
there are people who really don't know how to do this. Okay, let me let me catalog. What am I actually doing here? Yeah. <laughs> to the T. Like, what do I put in an email? What do I say to someone? Not so that they can, you know, copy me exactly. Everyone's got to do their own. You got to find your own personality and stuff like that. But just sometimes we just don't even know where to start. So that's when I started showing other people how to get booked and stay booked. Cool. So going further back, like, is there a tragedy to triumph story in there, Lisa, where you can look back and you can say, wow, you know, I never realized how far I've actually come because when we stand on stage, we are opening our energy to the world and the authenticity piece is absolutely critical that we've done our own work. We can stand in full integrity on that stage because the audience can tell right away. So I'm curious about yours. Yeah. And I mean, I'm a, you know, girl from Fairbanks, Alaska. That's where I grew up. I mean, I, (laughs) so yes, I'm in sunny Orange County now and but I came from a small town and I remember my first speaking engagement. I was a seventh grade giving a talk about seatbelt safety to my entire school. Okay. I thought it was, I mean, really boring topic. I didn't choose the topic, trust me, but I had so much fun. And I even had a speaking coach. My dad helped me and my co- my fellow student come up with our talk and it was really funny. And we had so much fun doing it. So I think I got that speaking bug probably even earlier than that, but that was like my first like big, you know, talk college hits. I immediately decided to change my major to speech communication, got my bachelor's master's. And I taught at my university when I was 22 years old. So you would think, okay, she's on a trajectory. Like this is a easy, like she should be a speaker. But at that time, even when I graduated with my master's and had been teaching at the university level for two years, I was like, I need to get a job. Like, I don't, I can't just, I don't know what I'm going to be a speech communicator. Perfect. Like, I don't know what that is. You know, I don't know how to do that. So I get a job and other jobs, et cetera. You know, that I'll, I'll skip ahead a few years, but that desire to speak never stopped. I would bring it into every single job I had, I'd be like, why don't we do a training on this? And I'll, I'll write a manual. So it was always there, but I wasn't, I didn't really have the courage, confidence to know how to make it happen as a, as a professional. Mm-hmm. Well, on the personal side, I thought I'm doing everything by the book and it's all, you know, okay. I, w- I didn't get married till I was 28. We both had properties. We both had careers. Um, we were both smart and, and funny and had the same goals. So there's all this like, check, 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 check. Like, oh, this is, this is a great idea. We should get married right away. Well, you know, like within a couple of years. So we do that. We get the house. We have a beautiful daughter. We start a business together that does have nothing to do with speaking. Um, we buy property and real estate and all that. Like we are just like living the dream millionaires next door type thing. Right. Until it wasn't, you know, and we had the 2008-9 economy crash. I don't know what you call it. Disaster. Economic, <laughs> yeah, economic turn down. Yes. Economic turn down. Yes. <laughs> it's a lovely way of saying we lose everything. So of course that affected our relationship. Um, 
I don't know if it was the relationship effect. I, I don't, I don't really know like where it all went wrong, but we ended up getting divorced, which was not part of my plan. And that's what really led me to personal development. Cause I thought, okay, even though I know a lot about myself and I was really interested in those kind of conversations and open, I missed some major warning signs of life. Like, and I, I, you know, of course it's always easy to say, oh, it's this other person's fault or whatever. No, I participated in my relationship. Um, and I allowed myself to shrink mm. and like lower my, it wasn't that I, I want to say I wasn't confident. I just really lost sight of what I wanted, what I needed. Um, And it comes from, and you know, this as a personal development expert, there's a, there's always benefits to our, our thinking to like, we it's pros and cons. It's not all bad. Right. So I had this real independent streak. Like I can do it. I can do whatever. I don't need anyone to help me because I'm so capable and responsible there's a lot of great qualities that come from that side of me, but in an intimate relationship, if I'm saying, I don't need anything and I've got it all on my side, you know, I'm doing it all myself and I'm pushing away I'm pushing away love. I'm pushing away support. I'm, I'm really not even open to that possibility. So yeah. of course, you know, too much of anything, too much water, you're going to drown. Right. So too much independence. Yeah. <laughs> well, even, even, and I, and I wrote about this in my book, uh, Lisa, um, my book is, uh, there's one behind me, Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations. And when I was interviewing for, um, I, I interviewed 13 influential and confident women for the book, as well as putting my own stories and 175 reference points in there. Um, Marcy Shymoff was talking about her, some of the content from her book, um, Happy for No Reason. and she talked about, you know, when you push away the goodness, then you're sending a message to the universe that you don't want more of, right? You yeah. don't want to be given things. And so, you know, she had a, a similar type of uh, epiphany, you know, standing on um, a balcony looking over Lake Michigan. She talked about, and, and she shares this in her book, talked about realizing that, yeah, she'd just done a, a speech for, I think it was five or 6,000 people. She just signed, you know, 6,543 books. Um, and here she was coming out of that fantastic session up to her room and bursting into tears, falling on the bed, realizing that even though from the outside, it looked like she had everything, you know, perfect, perfect life, perfect husband, et cetera, et cetera. She was not happy. She yeah. just was not happy. So it, it does require that we continue to evolve continue to dig deep in my in my world I very often liken it to a rose that is you know slowly 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 opening and in the middle you have those stamens which are the you know the seeds to uh, continue to populate that uh, beautiful flower so we've got to get to that middle part if we're this tight little bud um, nobody is going to see that beauty inside and as you found out yeah where the things that you have ease with that you find just so easy, people comment on, on it all the time. Well, you know, you make that look so easy. Those are signs that that gift is something that isn't natural and common sense and doesn't, you know, it's not something that everybody has. Um, I had the similar comment when I first started my coaching business, because this was like, you know, business number seven, <laughs> uh, eight, 
eight. Um, but uh, when I first came out of coaching uh, school, my certified executive coach designation, Royal Roads University, um, that I had my first 30 clients within 30 days. And, you know, I thought that was like, okay, well, I, you know, it was a smart thing. I built a program. I sold it to a group that had um, a need. They loved it. I delivered it and they managed all the payments and everything. It was great. Doesn't everybody do that? No, apparently not. <laughs> so it's it's interesting how you know you've built this career in your late thirties and then lost you know lost lots in that economic turn down, um, restructured with divorce, and now you're back um, doing this work. So changing your career path when you were forty ish. <laughs> yeah. So so because of the work that I did post-divorce. And I will say for the record, my ex-husband and I are, are really good friends and he's friends with my current husband. My, I think my last husband, he, I think he's listening. So <laughs> Probably, <laughs> no, he's, yeah. he's my last husband. Um, and so yes, there was triumph, uh, but you know, yep. Got to get that road, do that work to get there. And I, I will say if I hadn't done the personal development, deep dive work, and I still do, it's not you know, like, I don't think we're like over, oh, we're done. You know, it's like, oh, it's a continuous yep. well of, of knowledge that we're pulling from. But, uh, I, I found that I, um, was able then to show up in that relationship in my new, uh, marriage really different and a more healthy way of more me like, okay, this is who I am. This is, this is what I want. And getting really clear on that, actually, before we met getting really clear on what is it that I want reconnecting to my own desires, what kind of life do I want to have and being okay with saying that because yeah. not saying it ended up in divorce. So I was like, well, I guess me accommodating and kind of putting my own needs and wants and desires aside and silent thing that that didn't really work. So I might as well just no. get what I want. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the, it's like, you know, as we know in personal development, right? Anyone listening, if you're not familiar with the reticular activating system, as soon as you have clarity and you decide you want something, whether that's a, you know, a red Ferrari or, you know, a green Rav or whatever it might be, Everywhere you go, you start to see them. And it's not that the universe suddenly, you know, had a car production increase. Now it's on your radar. Your mind is filtering out that useful information saying that's important. Pay attention. Just when you decide you want to get pregnant, all of a sudden everyone is pregnant around you. It's like, how come? Well, because your radar is now up. So when you're super clear about what you want, and in this instance, super clear about what do I want the audience to feel after my talk, what do I want them to do differently than when they had come into the room? That is where that inner work really pays off. And having Absolutely. that clarity will flavor everything you do, how you show up, what stories you tell, how you set up your credentials, the flow of the, the talk, etc. So I had a guest recently who was talking about the actual speaking part. So let's talk about your expertise yes. more about yes. the getting, getting these people. So, <laughs> yes. Um, what strategies, or, or should I say, let's, let's start there about um, a myth. What's a myth in the industry that might be holding people back from even thinking about being a speaker? Sure. Well, uh, yes. And I will say that, yeah, I did become a speaker at 40 and, and then on we go. So one of the things that I think is a myth is that 
you have to have a bunch of talks in order to become a speaker, or you have to have a speaker reel in order to become a speaker. Like you have to have all these things in order to become a speaker. Mm -hmm. And so that can actually hold people back. I think I call it speaker's kryptonite. Speaker's kryptonite shows up as I don't know, uh, meaning like, I don't know how to put my talk together. I don't know if anyone wants to hear me. I don't know where I would go get speaking. So we've got the, I don't knows. We have the, um, I'm not ready to, or I'm not, I'm still working on, you know, those kind of things we have. Um, if we have, sorry, I'm like even forgetting them. That's so funny. <laughs> Sometimes our mind just like spaces out, but, uh, it, it's, it's, it's definitely based in fear. It's based in self-doubt and that's your security systems, like keeping you safe, right? Like, Oh, like you had said, you get up on stage. It's, it can be very vulnerable. Like, I think it's courageous to get on any kind of stage and share whatever it is that you have to share, because you are opening yourself up to the other energies. You're opening yourself up to the, you know, someone doesn't agree with you or doesn't like your earrings or doesn't like whatever. I don't know anything that you have, that you got to be okay with that. Right. And yeah. so overcoming that, that kryptonite, but also being aware of what is your kryptonite. We all have it. I have it too. Each time you go into a new situation, like if you've spoken for to a thousand people and then you speak to 5,000 people, like you're like, oh, I've never done that. So your system is going to be like, oh, please no, stay safe. Right. There's, there's things that can happen when you reach for that uh, next goal. So we just want to be aware of like, what is that, what is that kryptonite and what do you know about yourself that's in opposition of it so that you can move forward a lot quicker? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, while there is, um, you know, much more of a trend to everything being video, like everything on video, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, referrals and testimonials to, you know, samples, the availability of getting a speaker real done is a lot more uh, with a lot more ease than perhaps it was 10 years ago. hundred percent. So, so you're saying, you know, don't worry if you don't have a speaker reel, if you don't have like multiple talks, that's okay. Um, Certainly when you've honed a signature talk, you can tweak it with more uh, tailoring towards that uh, specific audience, but having that signature where you've practiced it over and over and over and over, you'll know then what's working and what isn't working. And if you make it one small tweak versus completely doing a whole new talk, it's very much more informative from a data standpoint. And yeah, it's like when you're cooking, you know, or you have a, let's say baking, which I don't really like to bake, but I have in the past. And if you change too many ingredients, you don't know what you're going to get. So exactly what you're saying. It also allows you as a speaker to increase your confidence, um, lower the resistance, lower the anxiety lower the self-doubt when you start to familiarize yourself with that talk, with that content. And guess what? Just because you're bored of it, or maybe you've done it 20 times, they haven't heard it. The audience hasn't heard it. So they're excited. Yeah. They're excited. I mean, you gotta think of like a rock star. I love going to rock concerts of on. And I, I mean, I, I want to hear the song the way I've been used to hearing it. You know, when Def Leppard sings, pour some sugar on me, I want it to sound like the one that I used to listen to and they do and they've been performing for what 40 years so or I'll say whatever it is is for many decades yeah it is 40 because (laughs) Def Leppard uh Def Leppard I'm originally from London England you can tell from my accent um Def Leppard um did a concert and they were the opening act for the who uh back in Wembley Stadium and I was 18 and I was temping 
and I got signed up by Harvey Goldstein, who was one of the great pre uh, big producers then. So I was actually um, supporting that concert. So yeah, many years ago. Anyway, so what's the number one secret? What's the number one secret? Number one secret. And well, staying booked as a speaker. Yeah, getting booked and staying booked. I think that's the trick. Is a lot of times speakers think, oh, I just, you know, I want to be a speaker and they go for this one speaking gig. I'm like, girl or guy, whoever you're listening, like this is a long game. You could be speaking for the rest of your career, no matter if you change jobs, industries, location. Now we got virtual speaking. We you know, do it anyway. But I'm not really a big fan of cold calling or cold emailing, right? And we don't really call people anymore, but cold emailing, you're just sitting in a stack of unread emails or unread applications. That's not fun. And it's kind of like one of those soul sucking tasks as an entrepreneur. I'm like, oh, let's not do that. Why can't we just make it more fun? So along the way, um, back when I was 40, I had started a group called the OC Speakers Network and we still have it. It's, it's virtual. So anyone can be on it mm -hmm. in it. And it, it's in a place for speakers to get to know each other, share secrets, share, you know, educate each other, collaborate, connect. And I had connected with this one gal. We became referral partners and we've been doing this for years, very responsibly, very honorably. And, uh, you know, we're not nickel diming. We're just like, how can we help each other? And so because of that relationship, I realized Oh, I'm like always booked and I never have to cold call anyone. This is so cool yeah. because of the relationship I have with this one person, just one. And here's the trick with entrepreneurs. Sometimes we think we need to do hustle and struggle and scramble and, you know, make things happen <laughs> and work really hard and meet more people and be on more of this, that, and the other. Wow. When you actually really dial into that one or two, maybe three deep relationships, that can be a game changer. So I call it the speaker soulmate system where you find mm. your speaker soulmate. I made that word up because of this relationship, you know, in honor of this relationship that's still going right. on. And there's three components. One, you got to find someone who speaks around the same frequency as you kind of like your, you got to think of like a best friend, like mm -hmm. you and your best friend probably have a lot of similarities. It's not, yeah. you're not wildly different. Not that there's not differences. Number two that um, you know, like, and trust them. I know that sounds obvious, but this is going to be your inner circle, inner, inner circle thing. Best friend, like you're acquaintances, yeah. a lot of people, but you got to like really dial it in. Yeah. And then three, this is the kicker. And what people don't usually think of is they have a similar audience as you, but they're not in competition with you. Right. Because that's where then you can like start to bring your toy. It's kind of like if, if that person, you have a Barbie house, dream house, then they've got a Barbie car you know, you put them together and, oh, hey, cool. <laughs> it's Barbie's whole, life. The whole thing, Barbie's set, right? So yeah. that's that's the idea um, yeah. without going into too much detail. And it works. I've been, yeah, I, I usually average about 60 speaking engagements a year. I don't cold call. I don't scramble, hustle, you know, all those things that um, okay. they just come so, to you. Yeah. So in this instance, um, that strategic relationship is it with another speaker? Yeah. So when she hears of something that's not necessarily a fit for her, or maybe they're looking for multiple speakers, um, having that collaborative strategic partnership. That and think of if you're speaking for an association that meets monthly, yeah. uh, they're not going to have you as a speaker every single month. They need right. someone else. So why not help out your fellow speaker people 
Yeah. And then you're putting basically money into the economy, right? <laughs> Absolutely. What does the OC and OC Speakers Network, what does that stand for? It stands for Orange County, uh, like okay. the OC Housewives, you know, or the... Yep. Got it. You know, but we used to meet in person across the street from the ocean. Okay. But now we meet virtually. (laughs) Yeah. Well, because it was virtual, I was thinking maybe it was something like open community or something like that. Oh, I like that. I'll write that down. You never know, right? So what about strategies that our listeners can use to attract clients when they're giving a talk? Absolutely. Well, and you actually nailed one earlier that I wasn't planning on sharing. You were talking about, you know, visualizing the feeling that you want to have or getting really connected to the feeling you want to have after and during like for the audience and whatnot. But um, I think one of the top strategies you can use is storytelling. Probably people have heard that before. One thing that I think is really helpful though, as a speaker, I don't like to memorize my talk. I don't recommend it unless you're doing a Ted talk. There's, there's certain instances in which you will need to memorize, but when you're speaking to a live audience and you're educating them, I think it sounds a little weird if it's memorized, mm-hmm. but you, you want to have a story library, like stories you can pull from. So develop that way before you're on stage, right? Like this way, when you're on a podcast or a radio show or any kind of thing where someone's asking you, yes, <laughs> you can just pull that story up in your mind and, and tell it. Right. And you want to be able to tell it really short a little bit longer. Like we're having a conversational thing. So I expanded my, it's my personal story, just a little bit different than like a story about a client or a case study. Right. Yeah. Um, another way that you can, uh, really attract your clients. And this is, I'm, I'm talking, you may not even be speaking on stage. You might be at a barbecue. You might be at the grocery store. You might be on a podcast, whatever is sharing how you solve problems and you can blend it together with the stories. I call it the peanut butter jelly effect, right? So you could have peanut butter on toast, jelly on toast. You could have them together. Either way works. So stories is, you know, one of those jelly. So how you solve problems is the peanut butter, put them together and you actually can combine it together into this really yummy soundbite, right? Right. So that's what I recommend people do. I, I don't know if you've ever been on any of those networking meetings, especially virtual now, uh, where people go, oh, they share their 60 second commercial or something like that. And <laughs> yes. quite often I am the elevator pitch bored to tears because it's like, hi, I, and, and they always, we start like falling asleep, right? We're just like checking out psychologically. We are not interested because it's this rote, uh, boring can be that the yeah. person is boring. I don't mean that. I just mean the way that we've gotten used to it. So instead I would be like, oh man, a client came to me the other day and she was so stressed out. She had been working on her talk forever. She's struggling, pulling her hair out. She couldn't figure it out. She knew she could do it. She knew she wanted to do it, but she just didn't know how she's editing, you know, decades of knowledge into a 30 minute talk. And she wants to really shine. So we get her talk ready to rock. We work on it. We come with a title, a description, learning points that totally rock her world. She's so excited about it. And she has a call to action. She goes out and delivers it in front of a hundred people, gets clients into her program, is so excited because now she can reuse it again and again and again. She's, it's, it's her style. She doesn't have to be wondering about it anymore. So that's an example. That's actually a true story, but it's an example of like putting the problems and the stories together. Right. Yeah. I love the way that you shared there because it actually combines several strategies from different um, partnerships 
strategic partners that I have where you're talking not about what I, you know, well, what I do is, mm-hmm. right? Who cares, right? Unless they know how it's going to impact them, they're going to stop listening. So when you start with um, something that relates to, you know, who's the, who's the typical client and what it was that they had a problem with and what they really wanted and then how the, how they were able to see that and step into action around it, you're sharing your credibility through her eyes mm-hmm. and it's so much more tasteful than I, 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 right? Because that's absolutely what a 60 second introduction is, is I this and I that. Um, yes. And coming, you know, coming from 20 years in senior HR roles. So, you know, first piece of my career was sales and, and uh, training sales reps. Then it was getting into office, um, office administration and human resources and rising to a director and then VP for that. And then getting into um, coaching as a profession. So along that personal journey, I, I looked at a lot of resumes. I did a lot of hiring. I interviewed and hired about 6,000 people. And I used to go through cover letters and everywhere where it started the sentence with I, I, I this and I that and I this, I would circle all the I's because there is no I in team. And if that's all you're focused on when you come to work for my organization, are you really going to be a team player if all you're focusing on is yourself? Probably not. Same thing with the 60 second commercial. When it's able to focus on, you know, ideally in less than six words, women entrepreneurs seeking to flourish, (laughs) right? I I mean, it takes a while to hone it down and be that specific with what it is you do and who you serve. But that's the clarity level that I think really attracts your ideal client because they can see it and taste it from the stage. You don't even have to you know, be talking about it. You're talking through the stories and the lens of your clients, which is super powerful. Um, stories stories uh, sell, <laughs> right? We know that. So what um, what else can people do to grow their business through speaking that will attract more ideal clients? Yeah, I think it's really having that plan. I I am very passionate about having your, I I call it, get your talk ready rock because just, you have to, it's, it's just, there's so many mysteries around your own stuff, your own expertise. And we want to share everything because we know so much and we just can't wait to give them all the juicy nuggets. But we have to hone it down into those bite-sized pieces for people so that then they go, oh, I would like some more, please, you know, more, please, right? right. And and make it so, I, I always say there's two things. You want to have it really valuable to the audience, of course, which most entrepreneurs, especially heart-centered entrepreneurs who work with me already are doing that. They're like, I want to give, 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 give. Yeah. However, they tend to forget that they're also serving their business. Right. And it's a balance. Like if it's too much me, 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 I, I, I buy my stuff, blah, blah, blah. And we're not serving the audience. That's not going to go over very well. Right. We're serving the audience over, over feeding them and not serving our business. That's not going to go over very well because you can't stay in business for very long. So (laughs) you have to be able to have that balance and it needs to make sense. It needs to make sense. And so a lot of the times what I'm doing when I'm working with people is like, I always say, we're going to pull the thread all the way through. We're going to start at the end. What's the call to action? Where are we taking? Like if you're, I think of like signing up for a 
like I signed up to on a tour to kiss the dolphins. Well, then I want to be kissing those dolphins at the end of that tour. I don't want to get to the volcano because I didn't sign up for that tour. Right. So you want to make sure that they're knowing we're getting to the kissing the dolphin. You know, it all makes sense. And and I yeah, I've yet to uh, have a talk that involves kissing dolphins, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> I do. You know, Stephen Covey classic, right? Uh, it's in my book too. Begin with the end in mind, yeah, and then work backwards from that. And very often, when I'm working with my clients too, you know, the first piece of my three phase process for flourishing um, is is visualize, right? Mm-hmm. Visualize, then monetize, then optimize. But the visualization piece is about the, the end state, you know, what does balance look like for you? What does success look like for you? If you're a mumpreneur and you've got a four-year-old and a six-year-old, that's going to look very different than my life with a 27-year-old special needs son, right? It's going to be um, impossible. And it doesn't serve anybody to be comparing yourself against other people because they have a different set of relationships, resources, support, history, um, beliefs, you know, everything is is different. So show, understand what your uniqueness is, your USP or unique sales or selling points um, through your own personal development work. And then look at where does that unique recipe of being, you know, your unique DNA, where does that serve the best? And then go find those audiences that really need that information. And then as you're building that story, yeah, begin with the end in mind and then, you know, look back and say, okay, well, what did they need to know immediately before kissing a dolphin? They needed to know X, Y, Z. And immediately before that, what did they need to know? They need this, this. And if you can incorporate three things that are memorable and easy for the people to wrap their head around and implement, then they're going to walk away saying, oh, yeah, when I when I heard Yvonne Silver speak, I learned X, Y, Z, and they're remembering it. But if you start getting to four or more points, unless you have a really snappy acronym that's easy to remember, it starts to dilute and lose its power, doesn't it? Absolutely. And that's, uh, I call it Thanksgiving dinner in your audience, where you know, you're, they're stuffed and passed out on the couch. Like we don't want that. We want them to go, Oh, that was such a great appetizer. What's next? Yeah. We, that's where you want them to be. And yeah. so, yes. <laughs> the, other, the other thing I learned early on too, was go deep and narrow versus broad, because that way there'll be you know, something in your talk for everybody where they're going to go, Oh, I never heard that before because you've gone very, very deep in a very narrow topic versus trying to touch everybody with this broad high level brush topic and then it doesn't really it's kind of be- bland or boring I think when it's too yeah. broad like that and yeah. a lot of times I work with you know uh, life coaches or people in the mindset space and it helps because I had a lot of experience speaking on that as well but same thing it's like certain terms might get old or overused and so I'm like well what would you say how would you say that and then I'll get these like magical golden nuggets from them. I'm like, Oh, that's, I've never heard anyone say that. Let's do that. You know, this is brilliant. Let me, you know, right. And I'll hear that when people are talking to me, I'm like, Ooh, that's a good talk. Like, I'll be like, Oh, that's a really good talk. Ooh, that's a good talk title. Oh, okay. Like my mind will just, I mean, I won't share all that with them. Of course, if they, (laughs) it's just that way I will, if they, if they want me to, but, um, that's just the way my mind starts thinking. I start thinking in talks. Yeah. 
Yeah, I shared something the other day and it was, um, you know, bold leaders. Um, and then, you know, the bold stands for, you know, B-O-L-D, bold. yeah. Yeah, Viola stands for four different things. And um, and afterwards, when I was asking, you know, what, what are you taking away from this? You know, there's several people that repeated exactly back to me, you know, the, the acronym and the definition. So that's always good. I love that. Here that it landed. So that's another talk. You'll have to come listen to me you have talk. To come find get, it on now. Get the nuggets that from that one. <laughs> yeah. So, and we also talked about, um, you know, what could we do to uh, give as gifts to really entice people? So I know that you had brought a gift, um, your website. So if you're listening to Lisa and you're thinking, oh gosh, this is exactly what I need for 2023. You can learn more about Lisa at getspeakinggigsnow.com. We're still going to be carrying on for another few uh, minutes but I wanted to make sure you knew where to find her you can find her on LinkedIn Lisa Reed and Lisa kind of an unusual spelling L-E-I-S-A and then Reed R-E-I-D so LinkedIn Lisa Reed also on Facebook Instagram uh, is the Get Speaking Gigs Now um, title for your company versus your name so what did you want to bring forward as a free gift for the listeners today, Lisa? Well, when you go to get speakinggigsnow.com, and yes, there's an S because you want more than one, right? You want speaking gigs <laughs> now.com. Uh, you'll get five top tips to get more speaking gigs, and you'll just be able to grab that right there from the from the homepage. And there'll be some bonus tips in there as well coming straight to you. So those are tips that I use to this day, even after a pandemic. It's funny, my book came out in January, 2020. I'm so excited. This is great. And then uh, as we know what happened in March, 2020, oh my gosh. And I had to really (laughs) step back and think, oh, like, do I write this thing? And I'm like, actually, no, because everything I did in it just translated to virtual. I mean, so you're on Zoom instead of a stage. Yeah. There's a, you know, yeah, you got to learn how to use the chat and, and, and facilitate an engagement on zoom, but the getting the gigs was the same. It was the same. Well, I, I find, I found it was easier because there was a lot more opportunity where people were saying, you know, you don't have to travel. So, you know, why don't you, I mean, I had no trouble when I uh, booked my, um, or, organized my virtual summits I had one that was a one day and another that was a two day during that time and I had no trouble attracting speakers for that yeah it's so much easier because then you're now I I said like there's no borders like you can I you know I'm speaking to you and you're in Canada right now and then later today I'm speaking to someone who's in Colorado but I'm still in the same spot (laughs) yeah exactly exactly (laughs) so as you're building out your 2023 plan Yes, consider that there is um, a a resurgence of live speaking opportunities. They generally tend to book months in advance. So the virtual opportunities generally have less lead time. And there's so many, so many more of those. And then, of course, there is more interest now, I think, in the hybrid events, too, where we're having a little bit of both. There's going to be some live presenters. And then there's also an opportunity to stream virtually to those people who still um, are either not uh, well enough or um, you know don't want to get out in COVID I've been sick recently um, it wasn't COVID but um, that travel concern is still out there for a lot of people 
So thank you for that free gift, Lisa. Um, I have a free gift too. This whole topic of conversations. How do you make sure that what you're sharing is going to land with your audience? Well, there's four personality types. And I've been doing quite a bit of this work in the past couple of years myself, when I ran across a brilliant tool that identifies what it is that encourages people to buy. Why do people buy? And it's based on four different personality styles, which are very different. So the acronym for it is BANK, B-A-N-K, which stands for four different blue, four different personalities. The B is for blueprint, the A is for action, the N is for nurturing, and the K is for knowledge. So the action person is typically your speaker. They're at the front of the room. They're high energy. They're driving the fast car. Um, they're fun and excitement. And it better not be boring. And if you're wearing a Gucci suit, you're going to get their attention. The the um, That's the action. The blueprint is very much more traditional. And they probably have something really organized in their background. It's all clean, no risk. Um, they they don't like to make decisions quickly. The nurturing is is my style primarily, which is about personal growth, development, community, doing great things that are impactful for the planet and humanity. And then the K is about really cool things. But because they love technology and data and analysis, they don't make decisions quickly either. In fact, you cannot convince them of anything. They need to make their own decisions based on the evidence in front of them. So the B's and the K's, the blueprints and the knowledge take a long time to make a decision. If you want your audience to be engaged, you need to be presenting a combination of all four styles that will appeal to each person. So something for the knowledge, some data, some science, some stats, something for the action person about the results and the impact and the fun, something for the nurture about touching people's lives, and something also for that blueprint personality, which is about process and systems and solidity and traditions. So Interesting. If you want more about this topic and how you can maybe implement that in your business, you can actually text me. So grab your phone quick. I'll give you the number because um, I don't have it up on my website currently, but it's a text code. So you can actually text me at this number, 403-668-9279. That number again is 403 668 9279 and just text the word code c-o-d-e because bank is all about cracking someone's personality code and when you know how the other person wants information delivered you can give it to them in their preferred style and then they're going to hear you they're smart they can make their own decision about whether it's something they want right now or need but if they haven't even heard your message because they've switched off it's not their communication style you've missed a great opportunity. So that's part of the communications work I do. Obviously, I'm focused on women entrepreneurs seeking to flourish. My book, Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations, is about 40 different words and world concepts to help women ask for what they want and get it. Using feminine energy, using powerful concepts, not using force, right? It's about power versus force, as uh, Mr. Hawkins would say. So those are two free gifts today, all around this whole topic of communications. So you can go uh, to Lisa's website and get her five top tips to get more speaking gigs now. And again, that website is getspeakinggigs.com.
plural, <laughs> gigsnow.com. You can also check out more about the work I do with women at my website, yvonsilva.com. But make sure you get that download of that personality assessment so you can find out your own personality style in less than 90 seconds. It's quick, it's accurate, and it's brilliant. And it's called Bank. And that code again is uh, text me 403 668-9279 and text the word code. So I hope you found today interesting. There has been so many tips that Lisa has shared, not just about the actual how of getting speaking gigs, but also about how to make sure you get booked again, because you don't want to just be one and done. Making those relationships with conference organizers, association leaders, Partners that have multiple events coming back year after year, I know is a strategy that one of my previous speaking coaches had shared too about making sure that you're delivering high value for the audience. So you get tons of referrals from other partners because they all speak to each other. Hey, who did you have? It was a great speaker recently. And then you'll be booked solid. And those deep relationships can save a lot of things like cold calling and who, who likes to do that. There's so much more connection in the world. It should be a warm connection. It should be easy to find a warm connection. So check out Lisa's work. Check out my work. Make sure that you're keeping in touch with the Words, Women and Wisdom community because there's always new things happening. This show, the Words, Women and Wisdom radio show, airs incredible women who are out doing really powerful work impacting multiple people, multiple communities. Uh, sometimes it's locally, sometimes it's globally. I thank you very much for joining me today, Lisa. Any last tips or anything that you'd like to share before we sign off? I would just say, if you are listening to this and you've always dreamed of being a speaker, you get this one shot in life, like take it. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> you can do it. Yeah, Ted is still looking, you know, it's TEDx now that is mostly looking for um, individuals who are growing in their speaking uh, career. But certainly if you're not clear, you know, what it is, what could I share? Um, if you're not clear about what your business needs to be in 2023, so that you're really aligning your gifts, your talents, the things you're passionate about, the things you know add value for people, please do reach out because that's part of my secret sauce. Um, my superpower is when clients come to me, they have almost like a blank page and a whole bunch of dots scattered on that page. Kind of like when you were a kid, you had those join the dots books, except that for the kid books, they had the numbers, one to two, join here, two to three, join here. And my clients typically just have a bunch of ideas. And so together, I can help them figure out this is number one, this is where you start. And this is how you join one to two, two to three, three to four. This is the picture that you're seeking. And this is how we get there. So visualize first, then monetize and then optimize afterwards. So let's keep this excitement rolling as we get involved with the 2023 business expansion ideas that you have, or as you step into your career, if you're at the professional level right now and thinking, hey, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, I want to be a speaker, then do make sure that you reach out because we can help you. Have a great day, everybody. And thank you again so much, Lisa, for joining me today and sharing your wisdom and insights from your work around getting speaking gigs and getting booked now. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. Bye for now, everybody. 
Ladies, a new book is on the horizon. Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations. This new book is for women ready to rediscover their inner confidence, take a stand for themselves in life and business by using more powerful language. Words are so powerful and have already changed history. On October 5th, the New York Times published a story detailing decades of allegations of sexual harassment against film producer Harvey Weinstein. And numerous women in the entertainment industry found the courage to go public, banding together with a powerful voice that change is long overdue. Even Oprah Winfrey, television network icon, gave a rousing speech at the Golden Globe Awards in January. The media has showcased the Time's Up Legal Defense Fund. The Me Too movement is flourishing and all signaling it's time for women's equality and change. I believe it's time to give women the verbal agility to create more confident conversations. Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations is the book which provides practical approaches for women to ask for what we really want and receive our request. Hello, I'm Yvonne Silver, Certified Executive Coach and Senior HR Professional, seasoned in business. I teach women to flourish in business by using more confident language to help empower and engage others. This book is the result of over 35 years of my career, professional career, working in four different countries. I've interviewed over 6,000 people in my career for job interviews, executive coaching, for sales and consulting conversations. And I've listened to hundreds of women in particular who are looking for a better way to collaborate. They're looking to be uh, asking for what they really want and heard and validated, especially in business. And women often earn less than men for doing exactly the same job. It's 2018. It's time for change. The modern art of confident conversations explores words we use at home, at work. Words that trip us up, elevate us and encourage us. And when no words are even required. It is about how to leverage the power of words in a positive, in a collaborative and impactful way. Now I work with women entrepreneurs and leaders who are empowering other women and leading through mentorship programs and my coaching, public speaking, interviews and writing. I'm passionate about women's equality. Why? I grew up in England in a house with a flow of negative comments from my father which destroyed my mum's dignity until she became an empty shell of the vibrant woman she'd once been, belittled by constant criticism and questioning of her abilities. Through my own life journey and supporting hundreds of female clients, I've discovered critical words to ask to get what we really want collaboratively. I know there are critical links between our language, our behavior, our mindset and our success in life. Words from a song can replay in our head for hours and poetry can bring a lump in our throats. I've combined my insights with interviews from influential women, sharing their pearls of wisdom, supplemented with research and reference studies from established scholars. 
Women are rising up. It's time for women to be heard. Let's use more powerful, positive language and join the rising tide of change. This book is for you, a woman looking to the future, ready to embrace significant positive changes in your life by using more confident language. Eliminate those words that drain your power. Add words that energize and invigorate and shift from ordinary to extraordinary. Just one word can change your life. I believe every woman needs their own copy of this powerful book. It's time for action and time for change. Order and reserve your own copy of Words, Women and Wisdom today.